There's a scene in 30 Rock where uh, Liz Lemon says, what a week, huh? And Alec Baldwin's character, whose name I forgot, which is terrible, he says, uh, it's only Wednesday, Lemon. And that's kind of how this week has felt for TCU Athletics. I'll explain next on Lockdown Orange Rocks. You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked On Horn Frogs. Subscribe on YouTube, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Um, please subscribe on YouTube if you haven't. We're getting closer to 500 subscribers, which is awesome. I apologize again. I'm still dealing with some sort of sickness that has been traveling through my house with all my kids. And so uh, if I you know, have to stop and take a drink of water, I apologize in advance. Uh, more news today. And unfortunately, negative news. I mean, I think it's over. Like, I, I feel like they're, they have a plan in place. TCU's going to be okay. They'll recover from this. But it's not uh, it's not the best news in the world. If you haven't heard, Garrett Riley is going to Clemson. Um, it was reported yesterday. I saw Ross Dellinger on this first. He's at SI, but I've se- I saw a lot of other college football people um, come out with it yesterday afternoon that Garrett Riley was set to move on to Clemson. Davo Sweeney's going to hire him. Um, you know, I, I guess this is not naive of me, but I was actually thinking yesterday before this news came down. I thought, man, it's really there's you know there's going to be a lot of transition with the personnel as far as the players go next season, but it's really awesome that they're going to be able to keep the staff together because up to that point, I mean, besides Brian Carrington moving on, which is a significant loss, and I mean Brian, ace recruiter, also I think is just a guy that has um, a really bright future in this industry moving forward, but that was a big loss, um, but then you know. I just kind of thought, you know, you get past the playoff. And I don't know why I thought this, because obviously they're not going to make a change. Like coordinators or big-time position coaches are not going to make a change in the middle of a national championship run. But I just kind of had in my mind, this is going to be the coaching staff next year. And it wasn't. Um, You know, Garrett had a really good season. He won the Broyles Award. His offense was fantastic at times. I think – I know there were fans that were frustrated with his play calling at times. And – you know, my my issues with the offense were they weren't always super efficient. I just felt like there were always lulls in the game where they would just kind of waste drives. A lot of third and longs, not really putting Max in a position all the time where he could, you know, get them out of it because he he's not your prototypical pocket passer. So third and 10, third and 12, that's not ideal, even for a team that can be really explosive. Um, and then I thought situational play calling there was a lot uh, to be desired there, like in goal line situations in the red zone, short yardage. But at, at the same time, I, I just I think play calling is one of those things when you watch a team every week, it's really easy to get frustrated because you're you're watching all the plays, and sometimes it's hard to lose the big picture. Overall, I think Garrett's a really bright mind, and it's unfortunate that they're losing him. Now, there were rumors – that he was kind of flirting with AM at some point, or at least he heard out their offer. Um, and so, I mean, I, I think he's a young guy. He probably has aspirations to be a head coach. I don't know how long they would have held on to him anyway, but I was excited to see him 
get another season um, and to kind of see what he could do there. And so there's a lot of tentacles to this. It affects a ton of different things. For one, for a team and a program that's still, you know, out recruiting, um, and especially in the transfer portal, if you're looking to add another quarterback, which there's been some chatter about Walker Howard, who uh, is currently in LSU, but it appears he's going to officially enter the portal and look elsewhere. Now, does that change? Now, does your pursuit of, of any type of QB change because you're losing your OC? I mean, ultimately, I feel okay about the transition because Sonny Dykes is an offensive mind. So what he does, and he's scored points wherever he's been. Like, his teams have never struggled to score. Um so I think he'll be – and also I just feel like he's really good at identifying talent, especially young talent. So I, I believe he'll be able to pull somebody in here that's really smart and wants to grow and develop and will be a good OC, be a good play caller. But it's – I mean, it's a significant loss. And I think now you're you're having you'll, – you'll have at least somewhat of a transition with a new play caller that's going to have some different ideas about things and a lot of personnel turnover on offense with the new quarterback, new number one wide receiver, running backs, et cetera. So there's a a lot of moving parts here, but overall, you know, I I think he'll be able to handle it fine. And I'm not worried about TCU still being explosive on offense. And I think from the recruiting standpoint, I mean, Sonny hopefully can get a hire done quickly and, We'll also um, be able to sell guys on. Listen, I'm, you know, we have a clear identity here. We're an air raid team, but we're not afraid to run the football. That's not going to go away. We're just going to have some slightly different, you know, concepts and plays and, and details moving forward. Um, and then briefly, I just, you know, there, I have seen people, the discourse has kind of been, well, obviously, this is part of the reason that TCU only scored seven points in the national title game. He was distracted because he was looking for this Clemson job, which I don't know how true that is. I I think that's a little unfair. You know, oftentimes these things go through back channels, right? So I imagine Garrett had some contact with Clemson before the national title game because they fired and hired an OC on the same day. And it's only been a couple days. But, I, you know, I don't know how deep those talks were. And to be honest, I mean, gaming into Monday – the hire was made on Thursday afternoon. If they were zeroed in on him, it's not crazy that they could <clears throat> do a quick interview if they even wanted to do something like that or just, you know, hammer out the details and contract in a couple of days and get him hired. So I, I just, there's a lot of reasons they lost on Monday. I'm not going to use that as one. I think they just have to get better. And I wasn't a fan of the offensive game plan, but I, I mean, I think so much of that, too, was just that Georgia's interior – like Georgia was able to get pressure with their defensive front and play a lot of safeties and linebackers and corners and coverage, and they made life rough on Max Duggan and company. So, you know, it's just kind of the way things go. When we come back, uh, what are some names for OC? Who do you want to see? I'll ask you that question next. And um, also some – some rumors about the transfer portal. That's all coming up. Before we do that, though, I do want to tell you about Bet Online, um, one of our great sponsors. NFL playoffs coming up this weekend, right? Cowboys, Bucks. How are we feeling, Cowboys fans? 
I'm not feeling great about it. Tom Brady never lost to Dallas. Um, and these are the things you have to consider if you're going to wager some money. And, you know, you want some advice. You want you, you want somebody to uh, make you feel better about the choice that you're making. And BetOnline will do that because they know what's going on. They It's where the game starts. They have all your sports news. They have, you know, podcasts if you want to tune into those and get some um, – Sound counsel before you start spending your money. I bet online, they're one of our fantastic sponsors. Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. He's been, you know, doing this for years. He has a podcast with my friend Q called Locked On Bets, where they give you advice every day. And so, whether it's Major League Baseball, the NBA, college football, NFL playoffs, college basketball, bet online is where to go to start making some cash and, you know, start. Start cashing in on this hobby. Start cashing in on this thing that you obsess about in the sports world. Again, that's bet online. All right. So, uh, what are the names that you need to know as far as OCs go? There hasn't really been any solid reporting so far on who's on their board. Um, some names that have just kind of been floated about as general speculation. Cliff Kingsbury is one that's come up. Cliff recently got let go by the Arizona Cardinals. Um, he was head coach at Texas Tech, offensive coordinator at uh, Texas A&M. And I don't know. I'm a little – I'm not over the moon about Cliff. If I mean, if they hired him, I'd be fine with it. But I think a lot of people just automatically in their mind have that as a slam dunk hire. Um, maybe I'm just biased because of – the fact that he struggled at Tech, you know, he struggled at Arizona. Now, his offense was really good at Texas Tech, right? In Arizona, the offense became an issue later in his tenure. Um, I mean, he's a true A-raid guy. I think he's been around enough that he'll be open to some of the running concepts that Sonny Dykes has picked up and adapted to during the years, through, through the years. Uh, but he's, he's a name to know. My biggest concern about Cliff – is the word on him when he was in the college ranks was that he just wasn't a huge fan of the recruiting aspect of things. And unless you're going to come in and, be, you know, add some more people to beef up your recruiting staff on the offensive side of the ball, I just don't know how valuable it is to have an OC that doesn't want to do that piece of the job unless he's just going to be an absolute monster week in and week out with game planning. I mean, unless he's just going to be the guy that puts up 30 to 40 points a game because – you know, he just has such great uh, plans laid out. So uh, another name, uh, kind of in that same vein, but not completely, is uh, Jake Spavital, who was head coach at Texas State, got let go, um, is now the offensive coordinator at Cal. Again, it kind of falls in the same category with me as Cliff, just a, a dude that I've kind of chilled out on a little bit because his, his head coaching tenures have not been great. And maybe that's unfair of me. I understand. I just it, – it's just kind of where I'm at at the moment. Um, Joe Brady, who was fantastic at LSU, won a national title there, uh, went to Carolina with Matt Rule. That did not work out, got let go. And now an OC for the Buffalo Bills. To me, it's kind of a pie-in-the-sky thing. I mean, I'd love to have Joe Brady. I don't know if he would uh, be willing to come back. I, I think you have to pay him good money. I don't know what he makes as a quarterback's coach for the Bills but I would imagine he's making a pretty good living. So you're going to have to pony up some serious cash to go get him. And he was – I mean, that 2019 LSU team, 
is one of the best college football teams of all time. It's a great, great offense. But also they had Joe Burrow and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Justin Jefferson, um, Jamar Chase. Like they were they were pretty loaded <laughs> at those positions. So uh, a little bit of a tougher test here, even though I think TCU does have some great skill talent. Uh, Brennan Marion's the other name that I've seen that's intriguing to me. He was uh, the passing game coordinator at the University of Texas uh, the last couple of years, and he just took the job as the offensive coordinator at UNLV. So I don't know if he'll want to make a move, you know, after making a move, like immediately make a move after making one move. But we do see that happen in the coaching ranks. You know, one interesting thing about this is Sonny's never like those are a lot of I think those are a lot of big names, especially. Cliff and Joe. Um, Brendan Marion's a big name in the coaching ranks because he's just done a fantastic job. And I think he's one of those guys, one of those young guys that, that everyone's just like, watch what this dude's going to do. But Sonny has had a tendency to hire young guys, one, and then he doesn't always go for like huge splash hires. I guess, you know, Garrett Riley's name is a name people know because of his brother. But when Sonny hired him in SMU, he was the run game coordinator at App State. Um, so it wasn't like, you know, he went out and just got – he just money whipped somebody who had a, a massive reputation as a play caller. We got Joe Gillespie this past offseason of D.C., who uh, has, I think did a really good job this past year. But, you know, he came from Tulsa, which is a group of five schools. So curious to see what way he goes. Um, I did have somebody comment on the YouTube video yesterday after this news came down. Byron Bailey, one of our loyal listeners, um, he, he threw out some names for – offensive coordinator because the news had just come down. He was thinking about it. And he said, Joe Brady, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, Kevin Johns, Graham Harrell, Seth Luttrell. And then he had one interesting name, Doug Meacham. And he says, only if they use this to get Rashad samples back and Brian Carrington back for recruiting purposes, which is a really intriguing idea. I mean, I'd love to have coach Samp and coach Carrington back. Um, I think there's, there's some, Rumors about Coach Samples maybe going to Texas right now. But anyway, I, I would love to have those guys back. I'm not fully in on Meacham as a play caller, but I understand where you're coming from, and I get the path you're trying to go down there, uh, trying to beef up you know, the staff as a whole and have great recruiting and then a play caller who has experience. And maybe you know, maybe under Sunny it would be a different story. I just have too many bad memories of Doug and uh, his last few years there at TCU. Um, finally, I, 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 my dog is barking. I'm sorry. Um, I hesitate to even talk about this cause it's not really out there, but Jordan Hudson is not officially in the portal. There hasn't been paperwork. Um, there's some word that maybe he's considering a move, which would be a huge blow. I hope that's not the case. I asked a question yesterday about, you know, wide receivers and who, who's going to be the leading wide out next year. And Zoom play said Savion Williams, uh, which I'd love to see Savion take the next step in that in that way. Um, and then Jerry in Texas said Jordan Hudson, which I think that you know would make a lot of sense. Um, so if, if Jordan left, then suddenly you have an issue on the outside because I, I don't know. I just you know Sticks could come in once he's healthy and be that dude, but I just think you'd have a lot more questions uh, at that outside receiver position if something like that happened. But again, you know. There's there's nothing official out there. Just kind of something to watch in the coming days and weeks. Um, all right, before we go, I want to talk tomorrow's basketball game. We'll do that next on Locked on Horn Frogs. 
All right, so uh, TCU basketball, Kansas State on Saturday. Should be a fun one. Um, K-State, I, I said this the other day, Jerome Tang, first-year head coach. They get down up they get up and down the floor. They're going to score a lot of points. Um, and so big test for this TCU defense. It'll be interesting to see the style of play because TCU also likes to get up and down the floor and get out there in transition. Frogs at home, so hopefully that's helpful for this team. Need a victory, man. It, it's just big. It'll be big for them to get back on the winning track. So that game's at 1 p.m. tomorrow. We'll have plenty of coverage on that on Monday. And then also on Monday, um, five burning questions for the TCU football offseason. We'll do that all week long next week. This is Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.